Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. All right, welcome in Busted Open Radio Nation to week three, week three of Busted Open on a Saturday. And we have a stacked show for you on the podcast edition of Busted Open Radio. First, we're going to lead with a little Shinsuke Nakamura, Baron Corbin, Daniel Bryan, threesome, if you will, and our thoughts on SmackDown. Big Mark, I know you thought very highly of SmackDown this week. I did. I I thought that Roman Reigns also thrown in that equation made for a great, great show. And also making for a great SmackDown. It was the continuation of Bailey as venturing out and with this new attitude as she is now going to be taking on, as we found out, Mark Henry, after the six-pack challenge won Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross came across in a six-pack challenge as a number one contender. And she is just that. Any match you put her in, she is a contender. We're also going to delve into Bruce Pritchard replacing Eric Bischoff in SmackDown. And to end the show, we're going to get into our best show of the week in Busted Open's weekly winner. SmackDown on Fox going down last night. Uh, Very interesting card. You know, I feel like I was, it's like, it's trying, it's hard for me, like, to adjust from the standpoint that, well, you know, Michael Cole's on the commentary team. They made reference to it last night, the A show. I'm, I'm having a little bit of a time getting right with the A show being only two hours. So, Mark, it really feels like the time flies by. So let's start with the main event. We got a little glimpse into a program that I think we can pretty much, I don't want to say guarantee is going to be going down, but it, but it looks pretty safe to say that uh, Daniel Bryan, Shinsuke Nakamura, uh, maybe a feud coming up in the future. But what we got another window into last night, uh, Mark Henry, was the teaming, the unlikely teaming, as we heard in the broadcast, of Roman Reigns and Daniel Bryan. So uh, what, what did you think about that main event last night? I, I thought it worked. I thought it was like, you know, normally they say all in water doesn't mix. but all right. I think that uh, Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns is is a different pairing, but it worked. And um, I'm hoping that they continue to do it because the crowd was cheering them both, but when they got in the ring together, the crowd can't, you know, it was like they was expecting them to embrace. They was expecting them to shake hands or high-five or dab each other up or something and right. they didn't. So it created a little bit of a, okay, what's going on? And and I think that that's healthy in a relationship like that with two guys. You can have an identity mm-hmm. individually, but at, when you're together, you can still flourish in the ring. So, uh, And I, I thought Sami Zayn 
made the whole thing work. I mean, he wasn't croutons on the salad. He was the no, salad. No. He um, is. the Yeah, the job he's been doing recently, Mark Henry, has been – uh, outstanding. I've. Oh, I mean, listen. Sammy's been great ever since he stepped foot in the WWE. I remember thinking back to the. They made him take his mask off. They they took away El Generico. I was furious at the time, but with that going too. against him, you know. But no. But think about it. That was going against him from the hardcore fans' standpoint, right? Like they were they were upset. They were wondering, you know, this is a new this is a new venture for all the people that had followed him before the WWE. But he's knocked it out of the park. And I mean, they. they I, I would imagine. Uh, you could probably highlight more on this, but once they got Sammy into the performance center and once they saw his capabilities on the mic, they probably saw, hey, this is something. And clearly, we saw it last night, and we've been seeing it for the last few weeks, last few months, right? This is clearly someone who can carry a promo in a very real way, even when he's surrounded by the likes of Mark, Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, and the like. You know what? And what was more powerful for that whole segment was him at the announce table. Mm-hmm. He did not seem out of place at the announce table. I think mm-hmm. that his next move should be him making a formal retirement from wrestling, from managing, and being at the announce table. He would be great, not just good. He would be great. But the thing about it that would make him even more impactful is he would still wrestle. He would come out and wrestle every now and then and say, okay, I'm out of retirement. And then he would retire again. And just let it be a gimmick. Like, Brett Favre like, retired like, like six times. Okay, like... like, like How can uh, you retire like, six times? That ain't right. Well, that would I actually kind of like that from the standpoint. It could be like he could pick and choose his opponents. So if he's a, if he's if he's doing a heel gimmick, right? He could it could be looked at as cowardly. Like he stays behind the desk until he sees someone that he wants to pick off, and then he goes right. in there and he takes care of business. Right. I, like I think that it would be great, and and he can do it. And it's last night proved that he can do it. And yeah. there, there's many things that that we we want in wrestling, and. The biggest thing is we want descriptive information at the table. He gave descriptive information as well as color, analyzing what's going on. And at the same time, he was a butthole. So, I mean, it, if he could do three jobs at once, right. then how how good would he be at doing one? How good would he be at the announce table and being able to let everybody know what's going on in the ring or – Take the role of the color guy and, and and be the antagonist. Be the guy that points out the the insecurities of the heel or mm. show the, the, the positivity and the skill level of the baby face. Like he could he could be excellent at that. And I I I was just blown away. Let me ask you this. As we talk about Sami Zayn. Uh, Mark, in terms of in-ring, we haven't seen a lot from Sammy as of late. Like, when do, If you had to gauge, like, would you like to see him back in the ring sooner? And, and listen, he is doing a great job uh, at the role that he's in right now, but we know this guy can carry a match. We know this guy can work in a serious way, right? Uh, do you think we'll see him inside the ring anytime soon working some matches? I think so. I think that yeah. right now his role is, is the, the be there for Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. But... If it was up to me, and we, we talked about our own personal drafts, if we were going to start a company, if it was Team Ryan mm-hmm. and company, company Ryan and Company Mark Henry, who would we start picking? And we went back and forth. And it was like I thought our draft style was better than 
the one that we got to see on television, but we'll talk about that. That's another tease uh, for later <laughs> on in the show. Um, but I would have, Sami Zayn would have been on my roster because of the versatility, mm-hmm. because of the intellect, and because of how interesting he is. You know how easy it would be to put a mask, make Sami Zayn some dumb mask character that nobody ever heard of, ever thought about, and just threw him out there against somebody and him do really good. He wins and beats somebody that's credible, and then he runs off, and nobody knows the mystery man. Sami Zayn could do stuff like that. There's there's no limit to his skill level. and it's true. You see that in his promos. His promos are fire. And when we talked about the battle between uh, AEW and NXT, Mm -hmm. one of the things that stands out in their programming is the interviews that Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, they, they and Jericho, they have promos that are awe-inspiring. You can't turn the TV when they're talking. Sami Zayn is the same thing. They have got to find somebody on NXT that could deliver a promo that's like in the elk of Sami Zayn. And Sami does that on SmackDown and SmackDown was a better show. And I think that because he's on that show and the spot that he took yesterday that they're gonna, there's going to be more of that. And um, we we got to see that in all wrestling. You know, I, I mean, even in Impact, I, I was watching Moose. And I know I'm all over the place, but but it, we, me and Dave talked about this yesterday. Moose has gotten dramatically better in just a six-month six yeah. period. Yeah. And, and, and watching Big Mike, what, Big Mike's body has changed so much that, you know, you want to see what he could do now with his body type. But getting back to Sami Zayn, Sami Zayn is another guy that has done what those guys have done. He's improved at such a rapid pace that it's polarizing, and you just can't take your eyes off. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%, Mark Henry. Let's uh, let's close on this because the pin, the finish last night, I thought it was interesting, might be a glimpse into the future. Daniel Bryan, uh, you know, pinning Shinsuke Nakamura. Listen, uh, we know their history. They go back a long time. They've known each other for well over a decade, Shinsuke and Daniel Bryan, but we haven't got to see them, you know, mix it up in the WWE in a real way. Mark, I, I really hope this is a sign of things to come, especially from the, the Intercontinental Championship standpoint. It's got a nice piece of gold on the line. Uh, Shinsuke has been without a a really solid program, maybe since AJ. I don't know how you want to look at it, but I really like... Yeah, I really like these two paired together, Mark Henry. What do you think? Is this a a glimpse into the future? I I think it has legs. I think that uh, something else has got to happen with Shinsuke Mm -hmm. um, so that um, we don't have a case where... um, the manager gets more shine than the talent. So Sami Zayn is so polarizing that he took some of the light off of Shinsuke last night. So Shinsuke is going to have to up his game. They're going to have to have him, because he got pinned, go off and completely annihilate Daniel. I mean, it's got to be something that we all just go, wow, that's, 
Yeah. Yeah, just a gas moment. And uh, I I think that if we can get that, this thing has legs. You could take it on a couple of pay-per-views. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Mid, I love Lacey Evans. I wanted to see her win last night, but I am perfectly okay with Nikki Cross taking uh, that six-pack challenge. Before we get into that and our thoughts on Bailey and her outs- what was an outstanding promo, truly, with The Miz on Miz TV, let's head out to the phone lines because we got some callers, uh, one in particular that wants to talk uh, about some Sami Zayn because we were just talking about Sami, this program, potentially what might be coming for him and how valuable he is to SmackDown on Fox. We jump out to the phone lines. We're going to catch up with Danny from Illinois. Danny, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Good morning, sirs. How are you? Doing good, brother. Doing real good this fine morning. Mark Henry, it is an honor, sir, to speak to you. This I'm a first-time caller to Bust It Open. And when you guys brought up yeah. this morning, I, have, I just had to call. I, I, I'm 64 years old. I've been watching professional wrestling since I've been six years old. I would sneak out of bed at 2 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday and watch wrestling at the chase on a Sunday morning. And beknownst to my parents, you know, they would have been uh, – anyway. Um, <laughs> we know. In my, you know, 50-plus years, seen a wrestler as obnoxious as Sami Zayn. And that's why I love the guy. He, he is, I, I don't know, he's just one of the most obnoxious wrestlers. Uh, his, his promos are, are great. His wrestling abilities are fabulous. It's just, he's obnoxious. That is uh, that is great stuff, Danny, and we, we do appreciate the call, especially a first-time caller at 64 years old, man. Keep going strong. That That is what wrestling is all about. Mark, you know, he talks about Sammy being annoying. And listen, if you follow me on Twitter, if you know anything about me, I can be plenty critical of the WWE, but there are times where you need to give credit where credit is due in a very real way. I'm going to tell you this right now. When they took that mask off of Sami Zayn, when they did away with El Generico, I was furious. I was heartbroken broken. I was invested in that character, his matches with Owens, his tagging with Owens when they were Steen and Generico, all that stuff. I had a soft spot for that, right? I had, I didn't think it would work in the least. Not only has it worked, Mark Henry, the WWE clearly recognized his ability on the microphone and the character that they, that he could be. And they harnessed that and they pushed that in a way that I never thought possible. And I would argue, Mark, that Sammy today is better than Sammy in those years, especially from a character standpoint. And I can't believe I'm finding myself saying that, but it's true, and that is all credit to the WWE. And, and it is. And when you recognize a talent, you have to exploit that, and they were able to do that. And I don't know if Sammy wanted to do that at that time because sure during that yeah. time he was making a lot of money on the indies as El Generico. Mm-hmm. And the gimmick that he – I mean, even right now, I think that's one that they could – if if they can find somebody that can halfway work at that level, they can put that that character can come back. Mm-hmm. He can come back. It just it won't just won't be Sami Zayn, right? But well, it was what like, made it so I mean, special. It's kind of like Doink degree, yeah. the Clown was. You know, you had several <laughs> Doinks. Sure, sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I mean, Sami is a talented, talented guy, and sometimes you got to be a get get out of your own way. And I think yeah. that the WWE 
uh, allowed him to get out of his own way by taking the mask off and making him fend for himself and fight for himself. And he changed his body because he was soft. And now he's a, a muscle guy. Uh, he'll he'll never be a bodybuilder on Adonis. He's just genetically right. built for that. Right. But he looks good, and he works his ass off. And I, I'll, I'll take him all day, twice on Saturday. I'm with you, and and it really does show. All right, let's turn the page on Sami Zayn. You guys can call in, give your thoughts as well. But uh, Mark and I are going to pivot to that six pack challenge. And uh, you know what? Before we get to to Nikki Cross, because that was. Uh, a nice win for Nikki, as we talked about. It sets her up with a with this uh, title match with Bailey. Can we talk about Bailey for a second? Bailey goes out there and does this uh, this this spot on Miz TV, which you know, Mark, we're only a couple weeks into this proper heel turn of, of Bailey. Obviously, we saw it in Vegas last Friday with the slashing of the inflatable wacky arm tube guys, and we got that great viral video of that kid crying in the kitchen when pro wrestling is absolutely the best. <laughs> I, I, I love that stuff. <laughs> That's my what I don't have kids i'm 36 you know maybe that you know that time will come i'm not really sure but when i see stuff like that that is like i don't even know if i want kids mark henry but when i see stuff like that i absolutely want kids just so i can laugh at them when stuff like that happens in pro wrestling because that's where you see the real emotion right you see it in the kids you it's some of the best reactions ms girl i can you know listen i could go on and on but bailey is a heel she goes out there with uh, you know the ms who is one of the best talkers of the last 20 years i'm i've been curious as how Bailey was really going to get this heel character over. You know, I think, you know, six, seven years of being in the public light as not just a baby face, Mark Henry, but like an ultra baby face, like a baby face is baby face. Um, She is doing her damnedest to get this over. I loved what I saw last night. That line about when I lost the title, right? When I lost that title, who was there to hug me? That hit, that was great writing. That was a great promo. And I'm telling you, man i'm getting more and more on board with this bailey as a heel character she is putting in the work you can tell that she's clearly motivated and it's working mark henry yeah and and it's it's one of those things man where you want to see people get it brought out of them and Mm -hmm. i think that it was necessary necessary for her to turn heel to be able to get the best out of herself because you have to wake up and go to the arena with a purpose. And I think she got it, it kind of got mundane and, and it was monotonous to I agree. go and, and, and be the baby face when deep down in your heart you wanted to point out the fact that there were people that were on the show maybe a year, maybe two years before you that you helped train, that you were better than. At least you thought you were better than, which I think is true that she was better than some of these people. Some of the people have stepped up and have become superstars that came up before her. But there were some people that came up because they looked good. They were fine as hell. They they would they would do good on television. That's why they that's why they got the nod before her. Because there's no way and I'm not going to point people out. But there are some people you know who they are that should not have come up before Bailey did. And I'm on her side that that's something that she should use because I'm going to tell you, I've never got by on my good looks. I had to be talented. I had to be well-studied. I had to know the history. 
Right. I had to foster good relationships. I had to do everything else that there was necessarily possible to do to get my shine. And that's where she is. And now she's a good-looking woman to me. Oh, I agree. And definitely, in my opinion, with the thickness, one the finest on the roster. But she doesn't get the credit for being a good-looking woman because she's not what everybody collectively wants to see. But she's exactly what you want to see as a heel because I'm going to rub your face in the mat. I'm going to step on your face. I'm going to put your hair over your face and cover your face and choke you with your own hair. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the worst human being in the ring as it relates to what it is as a woman to take another woman's beauty away. And that's, that's something that they should play on. And I think at some point, I'm not sure when it's going to happen, but I think that her heat can get hotter than Sasha's. And when that happens, hmm. is she going to still be the same friend when she's second fiddle? Because Miz made point to it in his promo. So it's okay that you're out here and have Sasha be your spokesman because she's more established than you? Yeah, she calls oh, her Paul man. Heyman, right? Oh, man. He called her as Paul Heyman. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, listen, man. <laughs> don't think that that didn't plant a little seed in people's head. Right. That it could be friend against friend at WrestleMania. I mean, it, it, I mean that. Can you imagine that with the title on the line? Oh, it'd be great. I mean, we saw what it did at NXT, and we saw it was one of the greatest women's matches in the last ten years, maybe in history. Yeah. So yeah, to yeah. see it on the biggest stage at WrestleMania, sign me the f up, Mark Henry. Let me let me ask you this because you you touched on something that I find really interesting with Bailey, and I don't know how much people talk about it. I mean, you see on the forums occasionally, people have their opinions. The sex appeal of Bailey, I think it's there. I think it's real. I think she is a good looking woman, and she, I think she doesn't play on it. Well, and that, but but but. Right, that wasn't her role before. As that ultra baby face, that wasn't something that I felt like that was even acknowledged. Right, I feel with this 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 new attitude. Right, I think there's a real chance and a real opportunity to play on that sexuality and that sex appeal. And people that maybe didn't see Bailey in that light, now that she's got the sleek look, the chopped hair, there's that little bit of element of danger that could absolutely lend itself to the sex appeal of Bailey. No, yeah, I think so. I, I want to get an opinion of a woman. I'm gonna ask Gabby. Are, are we wrong, Gabby, for trying to sexualize uh, how attractive Bailey is and her lack of uh, trying to come across as a sex symbol as well as uh, somebody that's been kind of looked over because she didn't have blonde hair and she didn't mm. look like everybody else? I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because I don't even think it has to do with, you know, the blonde hair, how she dressed or anything, but because her character before was so ch- almost childlike with the ponytail. Wholesome. Oh, very wholesome. Yeah. But it, like, I would see her and I'd be like, oh, like, she never really grew up, you know? She comes out bouncing around. She's got the little side pony. Like, that's how I would dress if I wanted to, like... You know, she didn't wear a lot of the makeup. She wasn't right. really... It wasn't her thing. When she came out last night and she had that crazy eye makeup on mm-hmm. and you know she's got that slick little haircut her you know it's kind of almost leather like her new um 
outfit that she's wearing. She's got new music that she kind of she 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 doesn't bounce around anymore. She walks with confidence, and that is a woman that mm-hmm. wants to be looked at as. I'm I'm sexy now and I'm confident in myself and I don't need to dress a certain way to be confident in myself but my attitude is what makes me confident and that's what's going to make me attractive and I think that it's not even sexualizing it's her attitude and her edge that's making her look better so I completely agree with it I don't think it's wrong at all because she wants to be as the old Bailey was a child I think she's now come into herself as a woman as a confident woman and that's sexy no matter what. Yeah, I, I love that analysis from Gabby far, right as there. Far as, yeah. That's great. And I, I think also, just to add on to it, as far as builds are concerned, there's nobody that's more physically attractive to me than her. Yeah. I, I like the strength and the natural curve of a woman that she possesses. And I don't. she doesn't play on it yet. She's still wearing the same style gear that she's always worn. If she wore... What Mandy Rose wore, it man, they had to put blurs on her body. <laughs> We're talking about best bodies, man. I your girl, your your girl, your girl Bianca Belair might be in that category. Where like I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to give all the credit to Bailey just yet. Like I got to stick up for my girl Bianca. You know how much I love Bianca Belair, Mark. I know you love. Okay, uh, all right. Yeah, she I just do. seems I do. like a sweet kid to me. She's got that. <laughs> she still looks like Bailey to me. Yeah, I'm sorry. Bailey I will. I will. I will carry the torch of sex appeal for you, Bianca. <laughs> Bianca Belair. I got you, Bianca. You are. You are. What is? You are. What's up? Listen. Be, be, I'm gonna get very sidetracked talking Shoot about Bianca Belair. Yeah. Right. Right. No. 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 I don't want to upset uh, uh, Mr. Montez, Montez over there. Listen. Yeah. I don't want to upset Montez. Listen. You we are gonna want come him back. The finger at you. No. No, I don't. No, I don't. That's very true. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM. No car required. Yeah, I'm really curious. How are people feeling right now about Eric Bischoff, Mark Henry? Because this was a story earlier in the week that you guys didn't get to talk about. Listen, this is a man you know very well. Obviously, this is a company you know very well. When when news came down about Bischoff, uh, you know, being let go from SmackDown, I think a lot of people were surprised. I mean, for a few reasons, but but I think the 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 initial shock. Right. For a lot of people, like when you read the headline, I think it was like, oh, my God, that that was not that long of a run for Eric Bischoff. So uh, from your view, from your angle, Mark Henry, what went wrong and uh, what are your thoughts on Eric Bischoff leaving SmackDown? You know what? I was really shocked. I was really shocked when I heard the news because uh, I remember talking to Eric and him moving from Montana to Connecticut and driving his stuff himself. Bro, that's a long, long haul to have to turn around and go somewhere else. I don't know if he's going back to Montana or if he's, you know, making another stop somewhere. What's the case? And hopefully I'll be able to get some clarification on that. Uh, Maybe we can give Eric a call and see, you know, if he's ready to talk or if he wants to talk. That'd be great. That'd be great. So, but... I I I I liked Eric. I thought Eric was a, a class human being. Um we spoke about wrestling 
away from it like we weren't a part of it. And sometimes you got to be able to have that ability to step away and see what it is that makes you like it as a fan. He was able to do that, but I don't I don't know if they ever applied any of it. And um, I still think that he got vetoed. I'm I'm just I'm I don't I'm speculating. Mm-hmm. I don't know for a fact, but I never like you saw Paul Heyman's style show on the show right away when he took over Raw. Right, you can see the Paul Heyman influence. I don't think we ever saw the Eric Bischoff influence. Agreed on SmackDown. So, did he get a fair shake? I don't know. Did he get vetoed on some of his ideas? Maybe. But you have to get the chance to put your fingerprints on whatever show that you're entrusted with. And and that's just it. You are entrusted with Vince's baby. If you are not holding that baby correctly, <laughs> daddy is going to take the baby away. Well... <laughs> I like that. I like that, Mark Henry. Now, isn't that kind of the case, though, with a lot of these situations? At the end of the day, the buck stops with Vince McMahon, right? Like, it, it, they all, both of those shows, Friday uh, Night SmackDown now and, and Monday Night Raw, they both still, and I do agree, like those first couple weeks when Paul took over Raw, yeah, you had a little bit of the cussing, you had a little bit of that great Videotron spot, like uh, the certain promos and, and then certain matches, Cesaro got some serious shine, right? Uh but but again, the buck stops with Vince McMahon. So people in those positions now it's Bruce Pritchard, Mark. I know a very good friend of yours. Uh, how much influence can the, those positions have? And and really in reality, how much does it matter when the end of the day, you know, Vince, you said it's his baby, Mark. It feels like he is still holding that baby even when he is trying to give it off to you know a babysitter, if you will. But you know what? That's just yeah. what it is, though. Like you're a sitter. You right. you're not the new dad. You're not the new mom of that show. You are a sitter. I'm going to leave for a minute, but I'll be right back. Hold the baby. If you can't hold the job down, then let me know. I'll get somebody else. And that's what that, what I think happened. Um, and it's and like I said, this is opinion. This is not facts. Uh, I don't I don't know if there was any fallout or disagreements right. or whatever. Um, I, I want. I would like to ask Eric himself. You know what was the case, because only he and Vince knows, and he may not want to talk about it. You know, I mean, out of respect for Vince and what happened, uh, he may he may just say, you know, or he may be pissed and say, you know what, I want to sure. talk about. I didn't get sure. a fair shake or whatever. I don't know, but I hopefully we can find out here pretty soon. Yeah, no, I like that idea. Uh, let's pivot, though, to Bruce Pritchard. He takes over Friday Night SmackDown. This is a man you know pretty well. Um, what do you think the expectations from Bruce are going to be? How short of a leash is he on? Because, listen, Bischoff's time was very short. Uh, it, feel, it feels like you know they're not going to be afraid to make a move if, if the reactions aren't what they want. So what type of, um, let's, let's use the word journey, Mark Henry. What type of journey is Bruce Pritchard in for? Bruce is tried and true. He he's he's always been a guy when he was with the company before, he was always at the top. And he is a sounding board. Now he's the guy. So, you know, those ideas that could have gotten changed 
now he can make them. Like, no, this is this is what we're doing. And this is how I want to do it. Uh, I learned a lot from Bruce from a producing standpoint. And he was one of the guys that um, he was the main guy that worked with me on Sexual Chocolate. Nobody else, hardly. That's awesome. And, and so Sexual Chocolate was a product of his as much as it was a product of mine. So I trust Bruce to be able to add some more comedy to the show and show there, there'll be, I think Bruce is also a, a vignettes guy. He's better at the vignettes. I think that you'll see that more like you saw at AEW with Cody and, and, and his wife being able to, um, the things that he did with his mother like yeah, pull the emotion what, what out. Did. Pull emotion out uh, through a story, a short story, 30 seconds or less. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they might go a minute. The ones that go a minute are going to be uh, promo packages where you see somebody training like a Rocky movie or you see somebody at the at the doctor's office and them getting the, the okay to go and, well, you, you're healthy. You, you can go all out. And and then you you know like Bruce has been really really superior at that, so I think that the show will reflect his style of producing, and I, it's going to be good for TV. This is, I think it, I think it really will be good for TV. Uh, I'm curious, Mark, what type of pressure is going to be on Bruce, right? Because you look at what just happened to Eric after you know a couple months. Bruce comes in, like you said, he's been with the uh, company before. W- what type of pressure would you gauge is on Bruce Pritchard coming into this uh, new role with SmackDown on Fox? You know what? I, I think that he's going to take the same pressure that he's always had. I mean, yeah. that, that's it's a high pressure job. You know that right away, um, he's going to be put in the fire. So he knows what he's in for. You look at the show last night. He produced that show. And right at, you know, I I called him before the show and left him a voicemail. And basically Mm -hmm. the voicemail I left was, hey, man, congratulations. Go out there and kick ass tonight. What a, you know, great opportunity. And I know you've been there before, so it's an old hat. And I wasn't expecting a call back. Because it's a busy, busy time. He called me back, didn't text me back, and said, hey, Chocolate, thank you. Because he <laughs> calls me Chocolate. And I said, brother, I know you're busy. Go do your thing. And he he said, thank you. I need to go and produce the show. And he, <laughs> let, and, and he hung up. And and that's, that's, that's what it is. Yeah. Like, the, he knows... And appreciates people that respect what he's going through. And you have to have those people close to you because he could call me and say, what do you think? And I'm going to tell him exactly what I think. And he knows that. Yeah. And there'll be no judgment. He won't be like, oh, you're hating on me. I'll never hate on him. He's my friend. So it's, that's the thing about pro wrestling. This this whole world of of, of sports entertainment and pro wrestling is an amalgamation of different personalities, different talents, and you got to find the ones that work. And Bruce will find who works well with him, who who will agree with him, but also tell him I don't agree with that. And 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 that I think is where the tire meets the road. You have to find your clique, your 
team to produce this show. One man can't do it. One man can't manage it. Like what you're hearing? Catch Busted Open live Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156 or on demand with the Sirius XM app. Show of the week, professional wrestling. We've been talking about it, you know, over the last few weeks. It's it's really never been better. The choices for fans to pick through are just incredible. I listen. I'm not going to hold it against you if you can't get to everything, right? I I, I get it. I understand. Um, listen, I don't know Mark Henry where. I'm going to land on this. I've been going back and forth in terms of picking my show of the week. Last week, unanimously, we went with AEW. Now, AEW. That's who you're picking this week? No, no, that's last oh, week. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, okay. So unanimous, we were all unanimous. AEW. Right. Now, yeah. AEW had a dynamite. Oh, damn it. I actually didn't even mean for that to be this. They had a really good show on Wednesday. It was really good. Obviously, main event with Jericho and Darby Allen. Um, we had a good uh, uh, tag match in there with Hangman Page and Omega taking on Pac and Moxley. Pac and Moxley, and we saw the little uh, DDT from Moxley on Pac. And then we had the Jurassic Express come out there and do that match with the Lucha Brothers. Some people felt a certain way about Jungle Boy. We can leave that alone. We're really just talking about the card itself. Listen, I loved AEW again this week, and I really wanted to make it my best show, but I got to be honest. I have to be honest. I can't get away. And this is any time that these two meet in a ring, it's going to be really hard for me not to have it be the show of the week because I could literally, we talk about fight forever. I could watch these two fight forever. Of course, I'm talking about Dominic Dijakovic and uh, Keith Lee. I just, listen, I like Dijak when he was on the indies and he was doing what he was doing, but, and the same thing can be said for Keith Lee, one of the best before he went over to NXT on the open market. Them together in NXT is money, Mark Henry. Their match on Wednesday was un-freaking-believable, which kind of sticks in line with what we've come to expect from those two. So just from that alone, and then you think of, obviously, you know, Pete Dunne and Damian Priest having that great match with Priest going over on on Pete Dunne, another man that I think very highly of. Uh, basically what I'm getting to, Mark Henry, I really wanted to make AEW my show of the week again this week. I just can't. I have to go with NXT. It just felt a little bit better in terms of in-ring, and I gotta be honest, I talked about it. That's what's gonna sway me more than anything on a week-to-week basis, so I'm going NXT. Who are you going with for your show of the week, Mark Henry? Well, I'm I'm a, I'm a breeze through my top five, and then I'm gonna come back. Okay. To, so I'm going to go with just what you just said. I would say NXT uh, was number one. Um, SmackDown was number two. I'm going to have to go with last night's show. It was it started strong and it ended strong. And okay. there was great promos uh, from the energy from Miz, the energy from Bailey and Sasha, it, it was it was hard to beat, and then I would have to put in AEW um, right there following that, and then Raw, and then Power. Um, very, and, and and the reason that I, I is kind of the same as you is I think that Keith Lee is money. I Dude. think that <laughs> yeah. we said this last week. Why was Keith Lee not on NXT? When they had the when when they had the show that they had put together, the debut it was it was yeah it was missing one of the most explosive guys that they have, 
It's like having a having Kevin Owens on a, on a on a roster and not using him. You know, so it's it's yeah. it's, it's time for NXT to realize that people are not going to turn the channel if Keith Lee is on. I don't care who you put over there because they're going to want to see what he does next. And the the whole saga with Moxley and Pac, um, yeah. they were the principals in that match. Regardless of who else was in it, the story was about them. And AEW came across really, really good, mm-hmm. but the – I can't give you a full show because you had two matches. NXT had four good matches, and um, last night's uh, SmackDown, uh, man, it, it was hard to beat. I had to defend it because you break it down and you go through that show and tell me something that was rotten. Yeah. No, you can't. It was a good show. I'm still not going to put it above AEW just because um, I just the main events and the the mocks and pack stuff stood out to me more than anything uh, on SmackDown. Maybe aside from Bailey's sit down with the Miz, so I I would be okay putting SmackDown at three for me. But you 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 hit on something really interesting, and it's it's a show that we've been talking about now for a couple weeks, and we're all very excited about. And of course, that is NWA Power. You had Power coming in at five, Mark. I uh. I don't know what is in store for NWA Power. I don't know where I would rank it. It would definitely be in my top five. Hell, Mark, I got to be honest, I might have it at three. Uh, I might have it after AEW and before SmackDown and Raw because I, I got I to be honest, I enjoyed it that the much. The nostalgic feel yes, is what the, unrivaled dude, in wrestling. It really is. There's, yeah. it, it, there's no wrestling organization that makes me feel like I felt when I was 12. And power does. Power makes me feel like I was a 12-year-old kid watching the program. And for them to pull Coke Cabana out, brother, you know how I love that dude. And I think that not? he's been he's been one of the guys in wrestling that was uh, kind of lost. Like the boat was missed with him. And Damian Sandow is back. I like that as well. Um, man, I'm I'm just like they're 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 stacking it up, and I think it's going to be even more uh, really really good programming for us in the future. Yeah, and you know another thing uh, I liked about it? I used my wife as a as a jumping off point and a reference point. We were watching the newest episode, so I uh, like a, uh, you know uh, sometimes on Fridays I got to catch up on shows. So actually, last night uh, I caught up on the second episode of Power. And she's kind of watching it, and she makes a comment about how she didn't like the fact that they don't use walkout or theme music, right? And I kind of said, I was like, well, see, that, that's, I, that's funny because for me, that's one of the things that I point to and one of the things that I look at that separates them. But, Mark, the point I'm getting at is everyone presents wrestling, almost everyone, in the same sort of way, right? You got your theme music, you come out, you do your spot, you do your pose, whatever, Power is going against that. Power is offering something that no other company is offering, at least on on a on a popularized scale, right? To where you don't have theme music. It's all about the wrestling and the visuals, Mark. And yes, the nostalgia stuff is great, but how about the simple stuff like the backdrop of the nations and the flags behind them, right? The 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 visuals of that kind of supplanting it as an actual athletic contest where other nations and other characters and, and colors and creeds are brought into the squared circle to duke it out, brother. That is what what I want in a pro wrestling show. Yeah, I, I definitely do, and and if it, it forces you to be able to command the the audience, mm-hmm. you have to you have to learn to talk, and you have to learn how to react 
to the people and force them to react the way you want them to react. And that is old school. And I'm going to have to disagree with you. And we're going to disagree sometimes because (laughs) you said that you would put AEW ahead of SmackDown, but yet you said that it was hard for you to take your eyes off a segment that we liked, and that was heavy machinery and New Day together. And you telling me that you would you would turn the channel on Heavy Day and 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 the New Day segment with the not only the promo segment but the match. No, like, I, 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 no I, I wouldn't turn it. No, and 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 there was no other show that no. that I would have turned on on that. And and there was just too many elements uh, of the show. They had five elements on that show with the beginning and the end with Miz and Becky and Charlotte, I mean, uh, Bailey and Charlotte, mm-hmm. and the whole segment with uh, the segment of Heavy Machinery and the New Day, and then the match with 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 Heavy Machinery. And then we didn't even mention the fact that Nikki Cross is match. Like, I'm, I mean, it was a hell of a show. And yeah, I would have point. that's what that's why I put that show up there because there was really no weakness in that show. And I could have turned like you 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 even said it. You said it when you led into like the jungle boy I could have did without. So there there was stuff that was not every segment that was shiny. Oh no, Mark, in, no, in no. Oh, sorry. I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't say that. I would. I would have done away with Jungle Boy. I love Jungle Boy. I was saying that he was receiving criticism because I think it was the first time a lot of people had had eyes on Jungle Boy. Maybe WWE fans are like, "What? You're ruining the business. This guy shouldn't be out there putting those move sets on and doing what he was doing." I loved. I I liked it. And talking about Marco Stunt and that whole thing, right? Like people felt a yeah. certain way about seeing the smaller guys in there. No, you know, you talk about AEW. Something that. Uh, uh, in terms of, and you're right, the SmackDown show was was a good show, and you're absolutely correct. There were segments I definitely wouldn't have turned away from. Uh, luckily, or I turned the channel on, luckily we're in that new era, the DVR era, which I think kind of like kills any talk <laughs> of a war. Like, we can go back and watch anything when we want to watch it, but right, one, thing right. that I, one, thing, one thing I loved, and I want to get your thoughts on this real quick before we go off to break and uh, get some callers' thoughts on show of the week, uh, weekly winner, as we're going to be calling it here on Busted Open going forward, that's a little tease for the weeks ahead. You know what? One thing I really liked about uh, the AEW show was that title match, the women's title match. And the women in AEW, at least the roster is getting some critique. Maybe it's not deep enough. Maybe they need to mix it up, bring someone in. Point being is when Rio and Britt Baker kicked off that match, that crowd was relatively dead. I think it was the third match of the night. It was kind of in the middle. There was a little bit of a lag. It was only a nine-minute match, Mark, but by the last three or four minutes of that match, it started cold, and by the end of it, that crowd was they infinitely into it. Yep. They had yep. them. And, and you know, like you said, the, the first three matches, the crowd was kind of down. There was yep. never a point when the crowd was down on SmackDown. They, they, yep, were, they-, they were up the whole time. And those girls – Saved it, and you know, there's there's some people that are very critical um, of, of the the champion on on AEW. AEW I'm not, Rio, yeah, Rio. I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not critical of her size uh, because her abilities uh, supersede the size. And Bruce Lee 
made that point better than anybody. You know, the six-inch punch, there were guys 300 pounds that Bruce Lee would hit with that, that six-inch punch and knock them on their butt. So if, you, if your skill level is high and you, your speed is good, you can change the dynamic of the game. And whatever sport it is, nevertheless, just it being wrestling. So um, for those people that are knocking her for her size, like just pay attention to her skill level and the storytelling. Like that's that's what's key. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.